Hey everybody, this is Sadie K. Frazier from the Daily Escape Podcast. Hi everybody. today, I have... Ooh. Who are you? Some random guy. (laughs) No. No. Stephen St. Clair off the Crafted Quill Podcast. That's right. Who also just happens to be my hubby. So, we started something... Have we done one or two? Just one? Last Sunday we decided... Well, we did an impromptu podcast a couple weeks ago... And then we decided last Sunday when we were sitting here drinking coffee that we would maybe do a podcast, just talk about some random things. And we ended up talking, I think, for almost an hour. So We did say we were going to do more often. So this Sunday, he had the idea to do it again. And we decided that we were going to officially make this a thing as a co-podcast on Sundays. We should just say weekend because if it happens to Mm -hmm. be Saturday, whatever, but... So we're, we are entitling this Have Coffee, Will Travel Edition. And today we're actually going to be talking about exploring your life's purpose when your purpose is questioned. So how many of you out there know exactly what you want to do with the rest of your life? Stephen raised his hand, but then no. he put it down. I know exactly what I want to do with my life, but I'm not there. So then the other caveat to this is how do you get there? Once you're questioning that, what steps can you take to get there? So, we did a little bit of self-searching lately, self-reflecting, trying to figure out where we want to go. We have a lot of things going on in both of our lives, and I don't think either one of us, if we're honest, are where we want to be in our life. What do you think? I think um, life is just one continuous maze in all directions and each turn that you make represents a new challenge and it's up to you to accept that challenge by proceeding or turning and going back true and i feel like in my own case i know exactly what i want to do but i sometimes find it easier to take the easy route and i throw up my hands and i say this is too hard. I can't figure it out or things aren't going like I expected them to. So I just kind of give up before I even start. So anyway, um, in talking about exploring our life's journey, we decided that maybe we needed a little bit of inspiration because I think we've, I went through writer's block here not too long ago that was like debilitating and you finished a book in the meantime. We got your book edited. I'm about three quarters of the way done editing my book. And in the middle of all this, all these other things are going on in my head that are leading me towards what I feel is my purpose. But I have a lot of questions. There's some changes going on at my job that are making me question things. Um, I'm just, you know, it's it's like you find yourself at that fork in the road again, like we always do. And you're not sure where to go or what steps you can take to get there. Because I feel like sometimes I step in front of myself and what I, I don't listen to my gut. You should call it the <laughs> Robert Frost conundrum. Right? Kind of like we used to do Mangione syndrome. Yep. That, how many times in each of the books I've written or in my own life do I keep saying, here I am at a fork in the road again. So what did we do yesterday to get some... Um, it was kind of accidentally on purpose again. We went know, for a drive. We're supposed to be... Um, keeping our spending to a, a minimum, minimum. <laughs> and and i even I said let's not spend very much money when we go in here and i don't remember how we start usually we, we slept in a little bit we had morning breakfast we kind of plotted out our day and 
What did we do Friday night? We wrote. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I have no idea we, what we did. Did we work? No. I don't know. Wow. Normally we write on Friday nights or, you know, whatever we need to do author-related. For some reason, though, we didn't. I think... Oh, I know what we did. We were looking at travel stuff. Oh, yeah. We pla- oh, we yeah. Did. We planned our trip to the East Coast. So we... And the, the consolation was, okay, if we do this tonight, tomorrow we have to write. Well, then one thing led to another. We um, we had to go somewhere, We went though. and picked up your prescription, and oh, then yeah. we went for a ride. Yeah, I had my annual physical, and it's still decent. Went pres- picked up my prescription, and then we I told, told my wife, I said, hey, let's take the long way home. And usually that's my clue for her to, I don't want to go home. So we drove around, drove in our um, historic blocks, and I I asked her the question. I was like, hey, I wonder if Doris Crystals is open. We've tried to go there before, and every time we've gone, she's always been closed. Yeah, it's a very random set of hours, I think. We just never really fully committed to going. But this time, however, we did. And we walked in, and it's a little tiny shop. It's really cute. got stuff you know, wall to wall. For those of you who live where we live and know where it's at, it's in the Bayless Park area, kind of right on the corner where Godfathers used to be. So it's very cute. Um, So we decided that we would walk around and see what might inspire us. So we each picked (laughs) a few crystals out. And and by walk around, we mean turn, turn to the left and walk 10 feet and you're done. Yeah, it's not very big. (laughs) It's not a big shot, but... So one of my crystals that I got was a blue aura quartz. And I got it not for the, I mean, I have fibro, so it says it will help with focus and alleviate pain and tension of muscles. But I got it more for the emotional um, connection with it. It says it clears negativity, depression, helps you gain clarity, overthinking, and abundance. The second one I got was an emerald. Again, it helps with heart, liver, lungs, spine, colds, fever, cancer. But I got it more for the emotional connection and the spiritual connection. The emotional was abundance, compassion, grief, inspiration. Spiritual connection was clairvoyance, mental clarity, managed synchronicities. Which I believe that part is already working. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I got a in a minute. Yeah. I also got a lion skin jasper, which is... To enable courage, determination, go after your goals, combat stress, fear, and anxiety. It also enhances intuition, attunes your third eye, and for abundance. So, and you got a couple of quartz ones, I believe, too. Yeah, I just, I wanted to get quartz because I know that they have, um, if any of you remember back in the, well, depending on how long you've been around for in this life, um, they use quartz crystals as um circuitry so i thought huh they're good for energy transference mm-hmm. and i watched a lot of ancient aliens and they they throw that in there quite often but um i didn't grab my papers but that's okay it's not what i wanted to really focus on it was more walking in with nothing walking out with a lot of somethings when we weren't, weren't planning on it and that's kind of how life is. You you walk into something not having very much, and when you walk away, you have more than what you started with. 
I kind of let my intuition guide me as far as which of the crystals that I felt spoke to me and what I'm going through in my life. So um, we also, we had some oracle cards before that we used, but they weren't very, I can't remember the name of them. They, they weren't very purposeful or mm -hmm. they didn't really guide you. There was It was a past, present, future, three card spread, which is fine, but they didn't really... I don't know. I didn't connect with them like I did with these. Well, and to backtrack a bit, we were looking at crystals, and I turned around, and I'm like, as I turned around, one motion, I'm like, I wonder if they have tarot cards. Yeah. And not not to confuse with what we ended up getting, we did not get tarot cards. They're not specifically called that. I think the more usable term is oracle cards. So we ended up grabbing... What's the name of this one? The Enchanted Map Oracle Cards and Guidebook. And it's by Colette Baron reed R-E-I-D. If anybody wants to see if you can find them on Amazon. But it's a 50-card, 54-card deck and guidebook. So we just kind of... I think you have to read the guidebook first, which is... We've never read the other ones. Like the old no, set that we had. We never I really... Think we read just enough to know what to do, but maybe, yeah. maybe not deeper meaning. It also didn't have any descriptions on what each card meant or anything no, like but that. So. Those cards weren't numbered. These are numbered and labeled with explanations. And, you know, it's all... And, you know, as we... You got to... There's a whole process to making everything work. Like, you have to... Uh, Shuffle the cards 11, 11 times. times. You yep. have to say a silent prayer with a little bit of envisionment in your, your mind's eye. Set an intention. And then you, sh the way Sadie and I did it, we each, so Sadie shuffled. She splayed them out in her hand like she was playing cards. And then just ran her fingers across until one caught her. She would draw it. and then I also was given three numbers and I picked those three cards first, but... And then um, we picked each a question also to focus on. We've never done a six-card spread before, mm. which was really cool. So my question was, what is the next right action that will help me progress towards my path? And I, I have a hard time just throwing caution to the wind and being like, yeah, let's jump. I am very methodical in the way I think. I plan everything out. I can't make a leap like that without having all the facts. And I know that, but also in my heart, I want to just jump to that new place. I'm tired of being stuck. I'm tired of being in the shadows, and I want to just jump to get where I know I need to be. And surprisingly, when I listened to my cards and what they read, that's not what it said. <laughs> it pretty much took me back to my past and past trauma and said, you need to deal with your crap right now. You need to be yeah. still and listen. You need to heal. It was more or less one of those, like, um, not, not necessarily a coin flip or a horror. I always say it wrong. Horoscope, but it was... It was a blind, blind uh, slate for you, clean slate. Yeah. Because you're you're letting this, you let, and and please don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say here. We were letting, um, the flip of the card, and these cards are not meant to 
um, be absolute. They are, and the, in the instruction booklet, I don't remember the specifics, but it literally just, it says these are not meant to be direct guides. They are simply keys or tools to aid mm-hmm. you in your A search. guide to explore mm-hmm. the path you're on. So, and, and like everything else, um, you, you don't ever, like when I was would do genealogy, I never take just one source of um, information as absolute. I always compare, like, okay, I need at least two more. I do rule of three. You get one, you got to do two. To check the two, you got to do three. And if all three line up, you know, plus or minus just a little bit, but you don't lose the, f- the meaning overall, you know. And I think with yours, I was surprised. I was like, oh. Yeah. Mine pretty much told me exactly how I've been feeling because I've been needing to... I'm in the process of revamping everything that I'm doing in my life. So all of it leads back to go back and deal with your trauma first. And I keep pushing forward Mm. and trying to help other people. And I keep coming back to that same Yeah, How many many times do we start and stop because something in our past is still undealt with it's like that one dark corner of your life or your bedroom that you know something's there that's more or less your your pile that you haven't dealt with and guess what you're gonna deal with it mine pretty much even said that on like the fourth card didn't it something about you're here to relearn the lessons that you didn't deal with in the first place so we're just going to keep repeating this cycle. And it actually told me on, I think, the second card when it talked about what your purpose is in the future. You are on the right path. You're doing everything that you need to do, but you need to basically rein it in, deal with these things, be silent, and learn to listen to your gut and your instincts. Which is weird because my um, favorite scripture, and I'm not I'm not a churchy, religiously type person, but one of my favorite scriptures is the one in Psalms that talks about be still. And it goes into a whole verse, but for me it's always been the first two words, be still. And in today's ever spinning out of control societies that we live in, sometimes you need that psalm for your life that just says, hey, be still. That's right. So I guess what I learned from doing these oracle cards and in our conversations we've had lately is that I need to go back and retrace my steps to understand how I got here, how I need to deal with the things I need to deal with before I can chart a new course and move forward. And we recently talked the other night, so let's backtrack here a little bit into the beginning of last week. We had this conversation on Sunday. We did the podcast. I started, a lot of things happened at my work this week that made me question what my future looks like now and and just in life in general. But I posed the question to myself probably, was it Sunday night, I believe? Monday night, because I was off on Monday. I posed the question to myself or to whoever was listening, show me the way. Show me which way I'm supposed to go because my gut is all tied up in knots right now knowing that I am not exactly where I'm supposed to be. My purpose is not being utilized the way that I want it to be in helping others. I'm almost done with my trauma and recovery practitioner license. I want to be able to use that. I just don't know where to go and what to do with all this. Doors need to open. Right now I'm looking through the window, but the doors aren't quite open yet. 
So show me the way to get through to this next path of my life and get through the obstacles I need to face to get there. So I get to work on Tuesday morning and I see an email alert that says, hey, Mel Robbins has a new podcast out. And for any of those who don't know, please go look her up. It's the Mel, Mel Robbins podcast. She is a lifesaver. She's one of my biggest inspirations for anything in my life. She's raw. She's real. She will tell you the truth. No holds barred. So I see this bonus episode and I'm like, sweet, because I love to listen to her while I'm at work and I'm working. So I pop in the headphone and she basically is talking with a special guest, Amy Porterfield, who I've also followed with like coursework and stuff like that. And the name of their podcast was Two Weeks Notice. And it basically, I can't remember the, the exact wording of it now. I should have pulled it up. But it was basically like, are you questioning your life's path right now? Do you find that there's more out there to life than, you know, that you want and you feel like you're being held back by your current situation? Um, now is the time to jump. Just believe in yourself. Take the wheel by the whatever. Take the horns, the bulls by the horns. <laughs> you know, take the wheel into your own hands and just jump forward. So that was just another indication this week before we did the Oracle cards even that I was kind of right on in what I was thinking. It's it's one of those synchronicity things, like it said. I mean, it was even the music that I downloaded for this podcast, I saved it at 11.11 this morning. Maybe it doesn't mean anything to other people. What did Dory call those numbers? Angelic numbers? Yeah, angelic num numbers. But it's synchronicity is what it is with the universe. So, anyway, apparently I'm supposed to wait for the right time. So I need to deal with my stuff. Also on the Mel Robbins podcast a couple weeks ago, she had the holistic psych psychologist on there, Dr. Nicole LaPera, I believe is her last name. But she talked about this book, um, How to Meet Yourself, the workbook for self-discovery. And it takes you through the beginning of your childhood, through your adult life, and helps you deal with your trauma. And the question she posed is, are you ready to meet yourself? So while we're exploring our life's journey, that begs the question, are you ready to meet yourself? And I think part of, part of my answer to that is, I'm not sure. Yeah, what's, what's, like, I don't know what part of myself I want to meet. I'm not ready to meet myself where I am right now without dealing with a lot of stuff first. Where does the saying come from, know thyself? Yeah. I think that's been said maybe in a movie or something, but that, that holds true to everybody's path. You know, and, um, as you climb the mountain of your life, and that's just obviously proverbial, but your your life could be straight, you know, in a desert or, or you know, long road, windy road. But as you climb or go through your life's path, it is indeed a search to discovery. Because if you don't learn some things along the way, um, boy, do you have a boring climb. Very true. If you live a sheltered life, you're not really pushing the existence your 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 means your living your whole being you know when in going with what sadie was saying about getting to you know knowing yourself last year um when did we start walking 
Was it May? May, yeah. May. I, I was, if you look at my physical forms, my medical paperwork, it says I'm morbidly obese. To me, that says a whole different... Mine just says obese. <laughs> Mine, though, said morbidly, and to me, that's... That's it's an, embarrassing. It's, it's an ugly word. It is. And it's embarrassing. It's like, now, how did we get here? And I'm not tall. I'm I, according to my physical Friday. I'm five foot eight and a quarter, so yeah. I'm not super tall. And you got to realize that these words came out of I, I don't know. I'm like, I am not that overweight compared to a lot of other people. You are not morbidly obese. No, I, to very, me, morbidly obese is like a 500, 600 pound oh, person. Yeah. I, morbid to me means like you're on death's doorstep. Yeah. And I'm not. God willing. Uncle Wood. I'm, I'm broad shouldered. I have good musculature even though I'm out of shape. But I'm... You got so, the body of a linebacker as, <laughs> as our I old th- doctor th- used to I'm say. I'm necked <laughs> But so we started a journey last year and, and we didn't know it was going to be a test. But well, it ended up being a test. The journey yeah. started with me being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Yeah. I didn't expect that. You, no. I expected it from you. And, and you're, oh yeah, because I've never eaten He eats great. sweets, he eats ice cream, he, it did. But I have tapered down. Oh yeah, I'm just saying like prior to that point, I expected your sugar levels to be off the chart. I expected your cholesterol to be high compared to how we each eat. It wasn't, and it still no. isn't for you. It's still not. It's not ideal, but it's not bad either. Yeah. So when we we spent all spring, there were twice we challenged ourselves. The first time Ooh. was very bad in in very exhaustive ways, but we weren't prepared. Um, so we still did it all spring, all summer. Did we do all fall? Almost all the way yes. through fall. I lost a total of 20, 20 pounds. I think my heaviest was, I'll just say three twenty, dropped to briefly for a half a second, two ninety eight. And then winter hit, my hours at work increased a lot. And even though we have a treadmill and an exercise bike downstairs, um, we just, we kind of went into hibernation mode. And so I packed back on 10 pounds. So I guess the good part is if I apply myself just as much, if not more, this spring and summer, and I lose 20 pounds, wouldn't that mean I would drop down to 290? True. If I stick to that 20, 20 pound right. thought, and my, my goal is to get down to 275. So, and you're asking yourself, why is he talking about weight loss? Because on any journey in life, there is a type of transformation you must undergo. And there's a mental aspect, there's a physical aspect, there's a spiritual aspect. Like when Sadie and I went our very first hike, which if there's a whole nother podcast we talked about our. Whew, that was a bad... Yeah. <laughs> it was on a Sunday. We don't do stuff that strenuous on a Sunday, the day before we go to work. But we went on a hike, and we could have stopped at the height of that hike and been good, because we reached the summit, which, you know, we live in Iowa. There's not much summit around. But we could have stopped. But no, we... Like, let's just go. There's another fork on the road. That's It was always, what's on the next corner? What's... Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what life is like, but... We challenged ourselves. We broke ourselves to pieces. And I remember we went down some, we went up a lot of hills and we went down a lot of hills. I felt like we went down and, forever thinking, oh, this is easy. Yeah. But then when we got to a point where we didn't see any kind of uh, switchback or turnaround, it just kept going and going and going. I got to the point where I was like, 
starting to realize we are going to have to turn around and go back the exact same way we came. Which means and that that left that last bit of that trek all back uphill. Yep, and the problem with that is, like a lot of things in life, going back the same way you came, you're going to relive a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to go through, and it's going to hurt probably twice as bad because you now have already gone through it once, you have to relive it. Relive it. So we're I think Sadie and I were at one of the last huge inclines and like I said, I was out of shape. We this this when you when you go for a workout you never you never tackle the bear right out the gate. You you work your way up to it. We did not work our way up to it. We and I'm like, honey, I don't know if I can make this. And there was a part where we could have like, there was a house kind of attached to the property we were hiking at. We could see the road. <laughs> and it specifically said, no trespassing. And I'm like, if we could just pass through there, we'd be home free. Mm-hmm. But what's, We didn't take the easy way. No, though. we did not take the easy way, even though it would have probably got us shot. So what saved us at that, those, that last bit of incline, the hardest part, um, I said, hey... I'm going to put some music on my phone. I needed that that mental break, I need that separation and I needed uh, a rhythmic um what's the right word? Something to distract my brain mm-hmm. from the hell that I was about to go through again. And if you watch uh is it on a vlog? Mhm. There's a vlog that Sadie put out a while back that basically chronicalizes that particular trek and we're i think it was called the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step i feel like a thousand miles yeah we got back to where we're going and we could see where our car was and it was we 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 got that like uh, it was beyond we were beyond a second wind at that point it was like 50th wind and i felt energized because i knew i knew we were going to make it and that is a lot like your life's journey when you have to relive a traumatic instance or instances hopefully you have enough thought in your brain left to realize there is going to be a point when i am out of this trauma mm-hmm. i will come out of this and do you remember this kind of fits with that note that i wrote you last week mm-hmm. um i knew sadie was having some problems kind of lighting the fire underneath her butt but I basically wrote to her, I like before I even start on my writing, I basically, and I'm, I, d- I don't remember exactly what I said, but this is a summarization. Basically, when the book you have written is done and all the lessons have been learned, you'll then turn to yourself and look in the mirror and tell yourself, I knew I could do it. So sometimes... When you're relearning the lessons you didn't learn the first time, which goes with your card, mm-hmm. you'll go through the second and your third, and um, there's bits and pieces of, you know, when you, you, you go through life going through lots of crap, and you're like, you got to put on your armor, like, ah, i got to deflect all this. Sometimes, unfor- you know, unfortunately, people, we have to, you have to go into the battle without the armor. Yep. 
That's where I'm at now is taking off that armor, and then it's like, now what do I do? Sometimes the armor actually deflects the good bits that you Mm -hmm. need. and That's a good way to look at that. It not only protects you from the pain, but it also shields you from receiving also the good things that you need. to learn the lessons in your life. And um, to kind of jump to mind just for a brief second, because it does correlate, I don't remember what card I got. Um... If you'll bear with me, I will pull it up real quick. Um, did I even take pictures? Yeah. It's not showing up. Um, mine had to do deal with um, grief. Yes. And it must be on yours. Hmm. It. It's okay, it's not on there. Um, more or less, it had it, my particular... There was one particular card that said basically it, it dealt with a family tragedy. Yeah. Now, that's awful specific, and it's actually true. And my dad passed away um, January 28th, I believe, of last year of 22... And why is why is that specific to me? And oh, because there is a lot of baggage there. I grew up with, you know, he adopted me when he married my mom. I took his name, last name, and he was my dad through my whole life. But there was we did not have a relationship growing up. He was very much opposite of what a dad should be. So that left a lot of baggage, and I think even at some point I got to the point where like. I don't even care. And I don't know that that's a good way to do that, but it was a it was a it was the only way I could re- release myself from holding on to that as I said dark corner of my room. And so as I drew that card, which is similar to the card that Sadie drew about going back and relearning the lessons. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need to go back and relearn the lessons because the only lesson there was that I had a crappy dad. So, but that doesn't mean there's not a lot of trauma. So yeah, there I have to deal with that trauma. But and I guess actually there was a lesson. It was be better than what I was given in life. So, you know, I had to, I had to learn a little bit about myself, like. Uh, the book that Sadie was talking about is, you know, how do I, what do I need to do to know myself truly? And how do I separate the pain from the pleasure, the good from the bad? And as I separate that, who's coming out on the other side? Do I, you know, how how much of a struggle is it going to be getting out of my chrysalis mm-hmm. to be the new me? And I don't, I don't think you could ever really get rid of the old you. Because in saying that you are denying yourself the lessons or the you know that you learn from, you need to always keep a hold of that. Because and actually it, it becomes your grounding rod. Like this is where I came from, this is who I used to be. And as you know, you need to learn from your history, your historical mistakes, your And learn to not be ashamed of that oh, yeah, past too. Those lessons traumas. have led you to where you are. 
Like, I've been through some things that I wish never happened, but I would not change any of them because I would be a different person today. I would not probably have this same purpose had I not gone through those same things where I can, I feel like I could help others get themselves out of it. And it's a lot easier to help others than to say, here's your path, here's how I can help you. It's facing ourselves that is the most difficult part. And it's funny how um, all of this for you has pushed you into what you want to make a career. Mm-hmm. Like there's other people that grow up, I aspire to be this. I want to be an astronaut. But you don't grow up traveling through space. You're already an astronaut. You grow up because you watched someone else and you're like, I want to be like that person. You are taking what happened to you growing up you are already an astronaut as a kid. You were traveling through black holes of various places Trauma in your grief life. and pain and loss. And, and you're saying, I'm going to take that thing which hurt me the most and I'm going to make it my own and I'm going, to ma- I'm going to help other people make their trauma their own so that they too can grow and become better. Yep. And that's kind of my theme for this year is to help others find their voice. I have never had my own voice. Even even now my voice stems from you. Me? My courage. Oh. My when I feel like I can step out and say the things that I want to say still come from you. Yeah. So speaking of voices, you got something coming up in June that's going to yep, I do other people's voices. Which is also going to be... <laughs> I'm trying to deal with my own stuff as much as I possibly can before that point. And I wish I could... I don't think I can do this at the same time and pull up what I want to pull up and read and still record at the same time. So I'll have to post it down below. But it's a prologue that I apparently wrote at some point about getting to where I want to get someday and realizing that I've been waiting for the time to be perfect. I've been waiting for the time to be healed before I could share my purpose with others. And now I've decided that I will focus on finding my own voice, standing on my own, dealing with my pain, my past, my trauma, while I'm writing my story, help you rewrite the story of your life as well. And that's what the uh, library event that's coming up in June is about. It's about, I think she said her, the main focus was finding your voice, but basically saying that our voices have power, whether we write, whether we use art, whatever we create, our voices hold the power to change our lives. And that's what I want to help others do is not skirt around the truth, not hide from your demons, but to face them head on, make it through from trauma to recovery and then rewrite the story of your lives because you are the author of that life story. No matter what you choose to pen, the -hmm. pain, the truth, denial, you can hide from it all you want, but it's always going to be there. So it's your choice to choose whether to pick up that pen and use that story for good or to stay stuck in the past. And I'm choosing to move forward and explore my life's journey through trauma and recovery instead of living in the past and letting it define who I am. So, this is a lot heavier topic than we planned on talking about today, probably, huh? 
guess so. <laughs> Welcome to Have Happy Coffee Sunday. Will Travel with <laughs> Stephen and Sadie. No, not, not every Sunday is going to be as heavy, but it's it's it would be we would be amiss to not talk about things that come up like the oracle card that yep. we each drew and please remember um things like this aren't meant to be direct divination they're not absolutely they're not. not the absolute they're not you have to do this or you will dot 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 this is merely one of those and either one of us could have drawn cards that don't apply at all mm -hmm. the thing about this though it is if it says in the directions what did it say something about if the card you draw is unclear draw take another card but at the same time life's not like that you can't just simply no. you know i don't like the dealt hand i was dealt with sometimes you have to deal with what's in front of you in order to proceed on down the road that's right and so i we we bought actually two two decks of cards. One's a little bit. It's the other one's called the Dragon Fay. We don't have it in front of us. We didn't want to do them at the same time because we didn't want to. As the saying from Ghostbusters is called, we we didn't want to cross streams. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that makes sense. Um, if you are looking for a little bit of direction in your life, I would very much encourage you to seek direction, but also. Um, jump on Sadie's podcast. Uh, jump on her webpage. In pursuit of purpose.org. We have a lot of information on there. She has some, some really good. She has a couple, well, a few books out that are really good, but there's one that I really liked called Love Sam. Yep. But you have a, that in the works too, but that's a different conversation. Yeah. I have a sequel to that coming, but so right what, now I hope to. needs to finish. Yeah. By the first week in March, I believe March 8th, I hope to have out Fragments of Hope, which is also, okay. I see myself in that book as well. Um, it's her her journey through grief, like literal grief, but there's also a lot of learning that I have done in helping her work through her issues. It's like I related to that character and I took her from one side of grief to the other and I needed to follow through and take my own, myself on that journey now, too. So. so, And I just put out a book. Um, I almost said it again. It was February 7th, not January 7th. Yeah. Um, it is called The Sight of Love. And it is a... Is it, it's an adventure romance, but uh, it, it centers around... It, it opens up... Um, with a woman named Anne. She was a former police officer that was injured in the line of duty. She was involved in a gun battle and a muzzle flash went off in front of her and it blinded her. And the story opens up with her sitting in an optometrist office with her service dog, Sarge, and... She didn't quite get the diagnosis she was hoping for, but her sight had improved a little bit. And that is a lot like life, where sometimes you're dealt a certain hand in, of cards that some of those cards you can't see clearly. Mm -hmm. So you just have to take with what take you what you have and start tracking. And then in Anne's case. Um, a neighbor moved in and 
her friend mentioned how good looking he was. You know, typical romance book stuff. But this is one of those stories, obviously fiction, but there were some lessons that had to be learned. Humility, patience, love. Trust. Trust. And the thing about love that Anne dealt with is that she she was having a hard time understanding why her new love uh, Jameson would want to be with her when she was blind and they were both a young happy you know young couple and what you know what what did she have to offer and he he more or less said because there's more to you than just being blind and she had a hard time believing that and that more you know, to the pain behind her scars that's right there's so there was a part that um it was one of those like i can't believe i wrote it because i don't know where it came from but they were she was struggling with her identity as a blind person and spending whatever of her future with a non-blind person a sighted person and jameson stepped to the plate he said okay you're going to go this way? Pretend I'm blind. Introduce yourself to me. And Anne was like, that's not fair because you can already see. He goes, just trust me. Follow me down this path. Pretend I'm blind. Take my hands. Show me who you are. And I think we have to do that in life with other people that come into our life because they don't... They don't know your story. So you have to show them your story in a non-visual way. And... There was a bit of um, underlying sexiness in that part, but it was more about discovering the things that you couldn't see. And that, to me, is a lot like life. Um, there are a lot of underlying things just under the surface of uh, what's in front of you that until you peel back the layers, kind of like trauma, Mm-hmm. You're going to peel back layers and layers and layers. You're going to go so deep, you're, you're emotionally, maybe physically going to bleed a little bit until you're there at the core and you look back and you're like, you see all the layers of your life, all the hurt that were there. And then you're like, now what? Well, you either stay with your trauma or you get past it. That's all there is to it. You proceed forward. Or you go backwards into that trauma. But the decision to stay there is up to you. And that is where Jameson was coming from with her. He goes, you don't have to stay where you are. I'm not leaving you. I'll be here. I'll help you. And that's unfortunately what a lot of people in life are missing. They're missing that that key component that puts their hand on you and says, I got you. You don't have to do this by yourself. So I guess my wandering point I'm trying to make in all this, I'm not involved a whole lot with what Sadie's doing, but I feel it. I'm, I'm learning just like she is. So when she does her speaking engagement, I probably will be sitting off in the corner somewhere observing because it's, it is not, it's not necessarily meant for me. It's meant for the people in the audience that will need it. But guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna need it. <laughs> True. So, when you find yourself in an instance in your life when you're like, "I got some things I need to work out," there may be times in that learning cycle when you can do it alone, and times when you need a buddy. 
You need a friend or a partner that can pick you up. Kind of like that Psalms, or no, that uh, Footprints in the Sand. Yeah, it was then that I carried you. So don't forget that sometimes things will get pretty heavy. And it's okay to reach out for help. You just have to be willing to peel off that armor that is preventing you from showing your weakness and an admittance that you can't do it by yourself. And it's okay. You know, we're all learning. My, uh, I married a woman that I've known since 1985. And to make a long, even longer story short, we got together. I was more or less um, removed from my family because I married a divorced woman and uh, my dad at the time was uh, pretty much the, the family dictator. He's like, he was, a, you know, I'm in charge, do as I say. Well, some of that, though, was also being controlled by the, the particular branch. The church they went They to. were going to. Yeah. And a few years ago, probably 2018, my brother was in town for work. And he got real serious with me for a minute. He goes, I want to start over. I want... And we just kind of, he, he let loose more than I did. But um, he took off his armor, so to speak, his emotional protective armor. And he opened himself wide. He said, I, I'm, I'm tired of being the only brother in the family and doing things alone when I needed you to be there. And I said, you're right. What do we got to do to make this happen? So there we were, two grown men sitting in my vehicle. And I'm grabbing a napkin because we're both, <laughs> we need to wipe some, some fluid from our face. <laughs> but to summarize again what I'm, my, my lesson I'm trying to share that I learned, um, you got to go through some crap in your life. And... You can't let other people steer your ship for you because more often than not, they're going to steer your ship into a very dark harbor. Whether right or wrong, you have to go with your heart. You have to go with your gut and you have to decide, is this what I want in my life? And that's what my brother and his wife, I think their story, maybe we'll have them on a podcast. I think we should. That would be awesome. Um, They sat at a coffee shop. We've been there. It's really cool. Down in Kansas City. Um, They basically said... I don't like where we're at in life. And my sister-in-law uh, was kind of feeling some stuff ahead of time. I think she was at a crossroads, too. It's like, uh, there's got to be more to this than what we've got right now. Good part for my wife and I is that it involved us, too. So we all just kind of... It was a slow-moving process, and I think Sadie resisted a little bit. If, if I'm being oh, yeah. honest, because of the hurt was there, the hurt that was there. It was because of me, basically, is what I felt like. So I was the cause of it. I would, If I wouldn't have got divorced, if you and I wouldn't have got together, your family would never have fallen apart. That's not necessarily the case. No, and because of it, we became stronger through it. Yep. And in the day and age we live in where you've got so many things going on the you know, the, I don't know if anybody's watched the news lately. The 
uh, balloons going overhead or the Ukraine war with Russia or, you know, if you believe in COVID as a real thing or not. We all have to have somebody to go through all of life together. doesn't mean every waking moment you need to, you, know, you need someone sitting next to you or in front of you or driving your vehicle for, you know, it just, it's good to have that, that one person in your life that says, hey, I got your load today. Let's go. Yeah. And it's all um, about tearing down those layers and peeling back the you that used to be and making you into the person that you want to become the onion yep just like an onion but it helps to have somebody to help you through it and i'm here to help you each week on the daily escape podcast to deal with those demons and those traumas nothing nothing is too big to handle when we do this together that's right have coffee will travel yeah so i kind of wanted to just you have anything else you want to talk about Okay. <laughs> I kind of wanted I've been to just speaking from the cuff, so to speak. That's okay. This was awesome. Um, I just kind of wanted to wrap this up by reading just a little paragraph off the back of the book that I mentioned earlier by Dr. Nicole LaPera, How to Meet Yourself, the workbook for self-discovery. I would recommend she's called the holistic psychologist, but I would recommend you guys getting this book too and I'm about to work my way through this book um, page by page as well. What's the other book you have? The story of story of your life i can't remember the name of it but it basically takes you line by line you fill out your own life it starts with when like your earliest memories through all of your life it asks questions it's that a define, book of you yeah that define who you are but the back of this book i felt like this kind of ties in every single thing that we've talked about today it says we all fall into conditioned patterns and habits products of our past that lead us to cycles of stuckness pain, and self-destruction. But we also have the innate ability to awaken to and change the behaviors that no longer serve us, allowing us to step into the highest versions of ourselves by objectively and compassionately observing the physical, mental, and emotional patterns that fill our days and create our current selves, we can more clearly see what we do not wish to carry into the future. And I think that's our point of where we are now is we are in the midst of peeling back those layers and exposing our pain. And we're raw right now. We're not sure exactly what we want to do with the future or where this is going to lead us. But I am willing to say, I want to meet myself, the me I was always supposed to be before all of this happened. And you don't, you don't have to be our age to just suddenly jump on the life of discovery. No, You can be on any age. And Huh. I will. The earlier you figure it out yeah. in life, the better. But uh, I will say, the earlier in life you are able to um, be consciously aware of your emotional and physical, spiritual surroundings, take those with you in your life. However, I believe in life. Sometimes you have to live a little bit before you can really um, assess your life. Does, does, that, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. You can't. It's kind of like like even the mistakes. I, I'm not a drinker by any means. I wasn't raised that way. However, I do like a good glass of scotch. It's it's aged. It's pure. It's maybe not so pure. You know, it's cooked in peat. <laughs> but there's an aging process that we all must go a curing that maybe says, "Hey, 
you've seen some things, haven't you? In order to appreciate life, you, you, you take a young child versus a well-aged adult. One has yet to live and experience life. The other has lived a life, hopefully, and has an appreciation for the things they've learned. Whether it be just, you know, your average Joe that went to work, came home. They've still lived a life. Or a mountain climber, a skydiver, a zookeeper, an IT person that's become a writer. Mm -hmm. Or an office manager that has prevented a suicide person from preventing, you know. Yeah. It's... We have an appreciation for things that maybe a lot of other people don't have. And so, yeah. I think the universe's hand has been in the middle of it all. It's just, it's time for us to be still and listen to get the rest of this figured out. Exactly. So, am I saying go get yourself a, a book of oracle cards to predict your future? No. I'm saying we wanted to have a little fun and just to play around. However, we laid out the cards, and it's like, oh. It was in alignment with how we were already. (laughs) The more I kept flipping cards, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. This isn't just coincidence. So, Synchronicity. Do I believe in an all-knowing, all-powerful hand of fate out there? I, I don't know. Do I believe in things that maybe are a little bit more... Um... What's the right word here? A little bit more circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. Because that could have applied to, like, John Doe down the street could have drawn the same cards I did and not had the same meaning behind them. So, yeah. And you just find the little things in life like that just to play around. But understand that certain things aren't meant to be direct guides. There are simply maybe a, a, a less meaningful tool that's you know you up to you to decide what to do with you know whether you take it as a literal translation or like hey it's kind of right here maybe we should listen you know so mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna end with the one of the oracle cards that i got that was called home it's card 27 and it just offers a few questions and some insight about some of these things we're talking about also to make maybe make your path a little bit more aligned with who you really are. It says, if you don't feel at home, it's time to do a thorough and fearless inventory. This is where I'm at. <laughs> I am, I don't know about fearless, but I am taking inventory and stock of my past. So what are you hiding from? Are you afraid of being yourself? Do you feel that you don't belong where you are? What if you choose another path? Does your understanding of home perhaps dictate that such a place must be unsafe, unstable, or unfulfilling, especially due to past trauma? It's time to love yourself and create the new sense of safety and security within. You might have chosen a situation that is familiar and led you back to the original source of your pain. This is what Stephen was talking about earlier as far as my cards saying, hey, this is all going to continue to come full circle until you stop get the heck off that same train wreck, and start over again. No matter, because this is an important and powerful invitation to a new you. Say no to the pain of the past. Say no to the voice of your inner critic. No to those who want to dim your light to make themselves brighter. Choose a new home 
and we're talking metaphorically a new soul home, take refuge in knowing that beauty and a true sense of belonging lie ahead. So what are you going to do to explore your life's journey? What path are you going to take? What two roads are standing before you now that will lead you to your true authentic self? And are you going to take the road less traveled? That's right. Sometimes that's not always the road to take. No. Sometimes the other road is fraught with mountain passes and boulders the size of whole cities that you feel like you can't get beyond. But if we rise out of just survival mode and we learn to live through those traumas, that is the path that I want to take. Sometimes you got to meet life head on. Yep. All right. Well, I think if we don't have anything else, this has been another episode of us crossing over and <laughs> sharing our thoughts and heart with you all to help you explore life's journey when your purpose is questioned. Hope you guys have a great Sunday and a great week ahead. Stay tuned for more of Have Coffee, Will Travel. Thanks for listening. This is Stephen St. Clair. Sadie K. Frazier. See you on the flip side. Peace out.